The following is brought to you by Will Harris, Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to a bulletin board item for you, PX3 Faithful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, listening to this show and allowing me to do what I love the most in the world. Get out into the field and see these things for myself. As I speak to you right now, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. I will be out on the trail Tomorrow for the final day of campaigning in this, the biggest ticket election of 2021, deciding the governor, uh, the governor's mansion here in Virginia. With all apologies to New Jersey, who also has a governor's race, but it's not really all that close. Anyway, uh, uh, the big reason why I want to do this bonus podcast here in the main feed is to let you guys know. That if you are in the D.C. area and based on our numbers, we've we've got plenty of you out here. Nobody does a politics podcast this nerdy without a D.C. uh, uh, grouping. So so here's what I want to let you guys know. We're having our first ever D.C. PX3 meetup. It's going to be at present company, the bar present company, Wednesday, November 3rd, the day after Election Day, beginning at 6 p.m., I'm going to hang out for a couple hours. I want to meet as many of you guys as possible. 438 Massachusetts Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C. I have uh, 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 been double vaxxed, so so please come up and and kiss me on uh, the lips. Probably don't kiss me on the lips. That'd be a weird thing. But but still, metaphorically, kiss me on the lips. You don't need to. That got weird. Just shake my hand, a firm handshake. I did want to mention one thing, though, because this is something that that came up on Friday, and it's so PX3. It is so in our wheelhouse that I had to mention. And that is something that happened here in this Virginia race, because Friday, a very curious moment happened. Glenn Youngkin out on the trail. All of a sudden, a cadre of white button-up shirted youngsters all holding tiki torches stood in front of Glenn Youngkin's bus and said, we're all in for Glenn. The obvious idea being that a bunch of Charlottesville-inspired racists were supporting the Republican candidate. This is... Very much exactly in line with how Glenn Youngkin has been portrayed by his opponent, the Democrat, Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe has said that Glenn Youngkin is not a a nice, normal, middle-of-the-road Republican. No, he is a dangerous Trump acolyte. And since Trump is the the the, the man who coined the good, uh, you know, good people on both sides equivocation of hate, 
then indeed, this is who Youngkin's core base is. Not concerned parents. No, no, no. That is only a smokescreen. The real beating heart of the Youngkin race is indeed racism. Now, there were a few things that immediately jumped out to people about this cadre of youngsters with their tiki torches. The first was that uh, there was a, a woman amongst them, which, not crazy, there are white women uh, uh, racists, uh, I, I hear. But more puzzlingly, there was a black guy. So, right-wing Twitter immediately went into overdrive, trying to figure out exactly who these people were. And they got some results. Some results fairly quickly, indeed. They found that a few of them had ties to the Virginia Democratic Party. They have volunteered for campaigns in the past, and some of them even had pictures of Terry McAuliffe as their header image on Twitter. Now, they very quickly deleted and changed these accounts, but the damage was done. This did not appear to be a spontaneous grouping of racists <laughs> that were coming out of the woodwork. Instead, it seemed to be some kind of coordinated stunt uh, uh, being put on, hoping to create a narrative resetting moment in the final uh, uh, 72 hours of this campaign before Election Day on Tuesday. November 2nd. I found this to be hilarious, mostly because it was a shameful display of what is known in the political industry as rat effing. Except you actually say the word. I'm not going to say it here, but Google it. This was coined through the uh, Nixon administration, but it's basically a, a hilariously vulgar way to uh, say dirty tricks. It was lazy. I mean, how do these people not delete their, how do they not delete their social media? How do they bring along a, a woman and a black guy to the group of racists? Like, geez, it's shameful. Lee Atwater did not die so you could run dirty tricks this sloppily. Just bad form, Peter. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I tweeted about this, and then some folks got real mad at me. They got real mad when something else happened. The Lincoln Project claimed responsibility for doing it. Now, in my original tweets, I had referred to them as VA Dem staffers, which to be fair, I, I, I said because of the affiliations that they themselves had listed on their social media before they deleted it. But I don't know exactly what campaigns they were staffing and whether or not they were explicitly part of the national party. What I found interesting was that a lot of people sent me the Lincoln Project thing as kind of like, oh, well, it wasn't Dem staffers. It was the Lincoln Project. To which point, I really kind of wondered exactly what kind of a membrane do we think exists between the Lincoln Project, a political uh, action committee that is 
you know, through its its founding has near exclusively. I mean, I only say near exclusively because I, I don't know if they have ever supported a Republican running for office. I guess maybe I don't know if they've ever run a pro Adam Kinzinger, a pro Liz Cheney ad in their lives. But primarily, 99% of the stuff that they do is trying to get Democrats elected. Whether or not they are founded by, well, they're founded by one person who I have, I have made clear on this podcast is, is, has an odious record of, of grooming uh, uh, and, and pedophilia. But they, they, are, they are run by people that used to be Republican uh, Republican operatives, but now they run a pro-Democrat pack. Like, if, if people were saying, like, oh, uh, it wasn't the, the VA Dem staffers, it was Planned Parenthood. Like, would anybody really think, like, oh, okay, well, what really is the difference between these two organizations? I would imagine that you'd probably have people that would kind of go back and forth between these two because ultimately you're working to the same cause. You are working to get Democrats elected. The Lincoln Project is working to get Terry McAuliffe elected in Virginia. So I was a little puzzled. I was a little puzzled as to why people thought that, oh, the Lincoln Project did it was some kind of like reversal, as if the Lincoln Project is a currently operating Republican political action committee. That just happened to not like Trump, because if they just happened to not like Trump, then, you know, you would think that they would probably support people like Glenn Youngkin. But no, I mean, they, they and I don't blame them. They get their money from Democrats. They are they their brand is where the Republicans that make fun of Republicans. And aside from the fact that I believe that they were founded by an odious human being. And and I don't particularly think that the, the rest of their leadership is necessarily anything other than, you know, fairly, you know, bottom of the barrel grifters. Uh, I don't think that, that there's any question about their political alignment. They're they're there to elect. They're there to flip things blue. Still, it was an insanely lazy attempt to reset the narrative. Very, 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 very lazy. And ultimately, I think, shows you exactly one of the underlying problems that, that Terry McAuliffe is going to have against Glenn Youngkin. And part of the reason why this is as, uh, as uh, 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 close as it is right now. And that's because Terry McAuliffe hasn't run against Glenn Youngkin. He's run against Donald Trump. And so in the 11th hour, when he wants to get his message back on track, the the you know, he's, he's trying to, to fight on Youngkin's territory on education by saying that, that, you know, Glenn Youngkin is for banning books, but ultimately what, what, you know, at least either his campaign, the Virginia Democrats, the Lincoln project, or some amalgam therein thought would be the most effective is to cement McAuliffe's initial narrative. And that is that Glenn Youngkin indeed is a Trump in fleece clothing. Ooh, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what's happening at these rallies. Oh, I, I am going to just sniff all of these vibes. I'm going to bring you guys down to the, the granular level of these campaign events tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to publish a, 
uh, uh, I'm gonna publish that episode as soon as we're as soon as we're done. So Monday night, sorry, yeah, Monday night, we should have a uh, an episode from the rallies, and then Tuesday night uh, into Wednesday, we will have an update on the results of the election. So effectively, think of your Wednesday episode kind of split into two. One will be the on the road stuff. The other will be us breaking down all the results. But until then, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, saying that I want to see you if you're in D.C. Present company, Wednesday, November 3rd, beginning at 6 p.m. We're going to be there for a couple hours. Uh, That is found at 438 Massachusetts Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C. Again, the day after Election Day, November 3rd, present company, 6 p.m., 438 Massachusetts Avenue Northwest in D.C. And I will see you there. A reminder, some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and some talk about politics, but this is the only one that talks about all three. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) Dog and Pony Show Audio.